you will clearly see in this verse the humiliation and the despair of the Messiah as he cries there and asks for relief of his anguish. He was really in deep, you know, distress physically. And that is, my friend, uh, he allowed it to happen to himself because he loves us. Because he wants us to, um, to be saved. His words, if you notice that, um, his words uh, in, in verse number, um, where is this verse? Let me see. In verse number six, verse number six to verse number eight, it says, But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord and he delivered deliver him, seeing he delighted. In him. And you see, um, the Lord Jesus Christ was, um, the, the Lord Jesus Christ has his, this recognition and declaration of his relationship to God the Father, and, and he expressed that relationship even in verse number 9 and verse number 10. He said this, But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's bed. So he, he recognized and he confesses that uh, relationship with God. But also at the same time, he confesses that he has no help. Oh, what a sad, sad um, scenery uh, where the Lord Jesus Christ um, suffered at the cross and, 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 and we know for first and foremost he should not have been there but there was a purpose of that there was a reason why uh, he experienced such an agony uh, and the reason for that is because we need to be saved and we need a savior and he did that part to save us and that part of sacrificing himself for our salvation, um, he did it willingly at the cross. And you see, he declares his relationship with God, that God is his father, but he confessed later on that he had no help. It's not that because God cannot help. God can help. But it's just God covered his eyes because the sin of all mankind was there at the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the reason why uh, when he cried, it seems like heaven um, could not hear him. And then here in, in his bones are said to be, the Bible says in verse number 14, out of joint. He said, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. Ah, you see, this is really something that. We need to understand that the Lord Jesus Christ experienced such excruciating pain. And again, the purpose of that is for you and me. Um, so that 
is um, uh, the, the purpose of his crucifixion. And also in, in verse number 16, you will see that the piercing of the hand. And again, remember that this is written 1,000 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And all of this was mentioned there in, in chapter 22 of the book of John. He said, Amen. the piercing of his hands, in, in verse number 16, he said, For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. That is exactly what happened there. The scenery, the actual scenery of the cross. The hand of the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ were there nailed on that cross. And his feet, his feet were also nailed at the tree. And you see that. And in verse number 18, this speaks of the soldiers gambling for his garments. Verse number 18, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. And exactly that's what happened. And again, we will be amazed because this is 1,000 years before, you know, Jesus Christ fulfilled all these prophecies. Amen. And it's just amazing that we have a Bible, we have right. a book that is so reliable. Amen. We Amen. have the word, the word of God that is a gift from God to us so that we will know what His purpose in our life, so that we will know what's His plan for mankind, so that you will be aware and for the purpose also that you can position yourself properly, that you are not living your life as if you have no you know, destiny. You have no purpose. You're living your life as if there's no direction. No, God wants you to know that we have a direction in our life. There is this master plan that God wants you to be, you know, a part of. And we always part, whether you like it or whether we like it or not, or whether you be like faithful to the Lord or not. But God wants you to see this thing so that uh, you will know that the, the, the great blessing of um, the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse number 27 and verse number 28, this is the like the ultimate, you know, uh, uh, resultant of all these things after he has been, you know, uh, after his re redemption. After all these things, then the Lord Jesus Christ will be exalted from the earth. The Lord Jesus Christ will become governor. It's mentioned here in verse number 27. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor. This is now the ultimate, you know. Uh, uh, reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ will become, will be crowned King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's not crowned now. We cannot call him King of Kings now. Although right. we can, we can know it in our heart that you yes. know he is our King of Kings. But yes. in the perspective of the world, he is not. But yes. time will come that he will reign upon this earth physically, and he will be crowned as King of Kings 
and Lord yeah, Lord. That's right. And every knee shall bow unto him. Those people who mock him, those people who do not believe in him, will bow their knees. And I tell you, even Satan will bow his knees. And that is a great double cross. Because Satan right now is trying to uh, persuade people, trying to convince people that there's no other God, that Jesus Christ is not real. But later on, his knees also will bow. Amen. And, and those people that were deceived by Satan, whoa, they will be, they will be angry at that. Because a lot of people believe in Satan, and now Satan will bow to Jesus Christ. It's a great double cross. And again, um, you will see these things will happen, and praise the Lord that, you know, God opened our eyes in this, that we see um, um, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ will become the governor among the nations. All power will be given to him. That's what he said. All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. That's why he said to us, go ye therefore at these all nations. And we, we sing that song, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Wow. We will be crowning him. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ we will all be there, you know, um, observing that entire um, you know, gathering of people and the occasion of the crowning of the Lord. And we will rejoice in our heart, looking at the Lord Jesus Christ, being crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And all of the people that are saved will rejoice in the Lord. You see, now make sure, my friend, that you are saved. Let's make sure that you will not miss the salvation that Jesus Christ has done for you. Because um, it is precious. That's right. Your salvation is not cheap. It is it is free for all of us, but it's not cheap. It costs the blood of Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. It costs the blood of God. And that blood of God can save us from all our sins. And that is why we need to um, share this and tell this to the people um, to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and be washed washed from the blood. And you see, from verse number 1 to verse number 8, uh, this is basically um, talking about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ who uh, would die and being left alone. He was left alone at the cross of Calvary. He was abandoned by God. Wow! He was abandoned by God. Verse number 1 again, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and I am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted that thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were, not, and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, saying, He delighted in him. Only just mocked the Lord Jesus Christ in the 
the people in verse number one and verse number two. If, if you will just look at these verses and read this with spiritual discernment, this will lead you to know that um, the cry here, the cry of the Lord, I mean, of the, of the psalmist here, was indeed also the cry of the Savior at the cross. It's exactly, it's even the wordings are the same. My God, my God, why? You see that? In, 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 uh, um, in the Bible, um, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ cried like, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabachthani. So when, 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 when he said that word, that is the exact word there in English, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And in, in Matthew, Look at this, look at this, 1,000 years after, Matthew, because Matthew was written in, you know, um, in the New Testament, and this is 1,000 years after the writing of the book of Psalm, chapter 22, and this time, Matthew chapter 27, verse number 46. It said, Start from verse number 45. Verse 45. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. You know, the, the sixth hour is actually 12 noon. That's 12 noon. And that is the height of the sun upon the earth. And that is supposed to be the brightest. But there was darkness. In other words, the sun refused to shine for three hours. That's right. Upon the cry of the Lord Jesus Christ there at the cross, when he was hung there, the sun refused to shine. And, and that from sixth hour to the ninth hour, that means three hours, from 12 noon to three o'clock in the afternoon. In other words, the sun just disappeared. From 12 noon, the sun is gone. And then reappeared at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. For three hours, there was darkness. He said, in verse number 46, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani. And that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And go back to Psalm chapter 22, the same words written before it happened. You see, the Bible, this is not ordinary book. Amen. This is not an ordinary writing. That's right. You write a book today, months later, it will be, you know, you need a lot of revision to that. That's right. You write a book about, you know, WordStar, if you remember WordStar, computer. You know, uh, Control F, Control C, 
Yeah. You write the book like that. Three months after, oops, there's a new thing. Revise it and revise it, revise it. Now we don't use it anymore. But this book has been written. Amen. No need of revision. Amen. And for all eternity, you don't, you don't need revision of this Amen. book. No matter how high tech this world can be, can become. This Bible will, will, you know, um, um, will still be uh, significant and reliable. And again, the book of Psalm chapter 22 is clearly a messianic psalm. Picturing the suffering, the agony, the pain, and the, uh, the, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. That's right. And because of your sin and mine, and our sins that are placed in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. God the Father turned his back on his son. And as I said before, even the, the sun from the you know from the from the sky refused to shine for that three hours where Jesus Christ carried the sins of the whole world upon his own body. And in, during those times, there was an earthquake. And it's just gloomy and lonely. For the first time of, the, of eternity, that Jesus Christ experienced a very lonely existence because for the first time that Jesus Christ was left alone because in eternity past it was always God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit they are always together for all eternity until that moment that your sins and my sins were placed upon the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that Amen. Jesus Christ was so lonely, he took that punishment upon his own body alone. And that is why it's okay for him if the disciples, it, it's painful for the disciples to leave him. It is painful for the for the people who, who he helped in those in times of his ministry. And then those people receiving the help, maybe some of them cried Hosanna, I mean, they cried Hosanna, but at the same time, they cried crucified. It's painful, but there is nothing, um, you know, uh, too painful for him. When God the Father also had forsaken him. And that is why there the Lord Jesus Christ cried. He was so lonely. And again, the continual cry of the Savior all day. And in the night, he called it, the, the psalmist called it a roaring, which seemed to fall on the deaf ears of God. His cry, his prayer, nothing goes through. Nothing um, is, is heard. And the Lord Jesus Christ, now being made sin. Remember, he did not commit any sin. Amen. But he was made sin. Now, 
Second uh, Corinthians five twenty one. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that you and I remain the righteousness of God through him. Amen. Wow. We we no one no person can do that. That is why there is no other one that can save us, only the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no one else in this world that can save us like what the Lord Jesus Christ has done. For he had made him to be saved for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God through him. The pain of his heart and the
came to their to their help. They asked God and they received from God. And they prayed unto God and God answered their prayers. But where is God now when He is the one crying unto God? This is what uh, verse number 3 to 5 is saying. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ was saying, He witnessed that Israel called upon God in times of their distresses and God answered them. And individuals also cried unto the Lord and God helped them. And now He is the one in need of God. And God did not hear. And that is what is being said there in, in verse number 5. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. And verse number 6 is himself. But I am a worm and no man. A reproach man. Despised to the people. You see, the Lord admitted this. That he is not even considered important. The, the Lord will answer those people who call upon him, but when the Lord Jesus Christ, upon you know, the process of paying our sins at the cross, was rejected. He cried for help, but God rejected him. You see, in verse number six to verse number 8. This is about his suffering. And his suffering leads to his depression. And again, the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross was so intense that, that uh, he in his human emotions considered himself to be a worm. He's so depressed. You know, sometimes when you are so down that you do not feel any worse in yourself, that people, you know, I just want to die. You feel worthless. You feel like there's no reason for us to live. The Lord Jesus Christ, I think, was himself was very low. He looked at himself very low. I am a worm and no man. A reproach of man. Despised of the people. You know, he loved the people, he saved them, he performed miracles for them, and now when he is alone, no one is there. All the disciples fled. All those people that perhaps could have been on his side is gone. And he cried there at the cross alone. The worst is God the Father left him too. That is why he looked at himself. You know, with his emotion as a human being, he was also a human being, although he was a God, but he was a human being. He, he feels all the pain. He feels all those pains that people did to him. But he was very low. He was so depressed. And he feels like he is a worm, not worthy of God's attention or affection. And in fact, Isaiah wrote about him too. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 2 and 3. Of who is this man? Is like this this man is like, you know, rejected of all people. Verse number 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root 
out of a dry ground, he had no form nor comeliness. The Lord Jesus Christ, look, is not handsome. He is not handsome at all. There is no form, there is no comeliness. And he said, uh, I will you see him. There is no beauty that you should desire him. No beauty. He's not good looking. And verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And, uh, and, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. And the Bible says in, in Isaiah chapter 54 or 52, verse number 13, that and 14, his visage was so marred and he was not recognized as a man. In other words, the face, the body, he was disfigured because of the beatings and the you know, punching and everything that those people around him at that time in the cross did to him, it's just, you know, uh, brutal. And the Lord Jesus Christ, this, the description of his face in the Bible, his figure is marred. That means he is not even recognizable as a human being. When you look at the body and the face of Jesus Christ from a, a, a close distance, you cannot tell whether he's a human being. He's so marred, and he's not here. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and lifted very, very high. As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of man. You cannot recognize him as a human being. Remember before we have our like uh, reenactment of that. Uh, when Pastor uh, David came around, we were in Tiatato at the time, and uh, we had our actor, uh, Brother Ram. You look at Brother Ram there, hanging on the tree or crucified. Still, you can, you can see that that's the human being, but Jesus Christ, the real picture, the real view, if you are there at the cross of the time, you will see that, wow, this, he could no longer be recognized as a human being. And that is what Isaiah wrote 670 years before Jesus Christ was even born. That's going to happen to the Savior when he, when he will be uh, crucified on that cross. The passers-by will just laugh at him. Laugh him to, to shame. They mock him and scorn him. That is in verse number 7. But again, go to Matthew chapter 27. You will see this in the actual happening there at the cross. Matthew chapter 27. Verse number uh, 38. Matthew 27. Verse number 39. Verse number 38. And there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. 
reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. They mocked him. And it was already, you know, foretold in the book of Isaiah that people loved him to scorn. And in verse number 8, notice to go back to Psalm chapter um, 22, verse number 8, it says, He trusted in the Lord that He would deliver him, that He would deliver him, saying He delighted in Him. So this is the record of the uh, scorning being, you know, uh, he had been um, said by, by those people that passed by. And they are asking this question. They were like, you know, asking this question. If God loved him so much that the Messiah delighted in the Father, why would not the Father deliver him now? Why he, he is still there at the cross? Why he is not, you know, being, being delivered? That we could have to believe in God that God can do a miracle to save him from the cross. And it came into their mind, now, if God loves him and he loves God, God will deliver him. That's why the more they are hardened, because they did not see that happen, what they expect. If God loved him, if God is, you know, delighted in him, then God will deliver him then from, from the cross. And we will see. And they did not see deliverance. That's why the, the people are the more hardened in their hearts. But they did not understand the program of God. That is the problem. They did not understand the program. And again, this particular phase of the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ's abandonment by God the Father, and again, served to reveal the world or to the world that our God, who is righteous, God the Father, who is righteous, could not look at sin like that. Because at this moment, all the sins of mankind were there, carried by the Lord Jesus. But God the Father could not look upon sin. And that is exactly what 2 Corinthians 5.21 is saying. That God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. So that is the only purpose that you and I will be accepted by God. Jesus Christ the righteous should pay your sins and mine. Without it, without it, whatever you do, whatever we do, there is no righteousness and we will be separated from God for all eternity. That is the only, the only way that, the, that mankind will be saved. That for those who believe in Him in, in Romans 5.8 But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John 3.16 for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever 
believeth on him should not perish or will not go to heaven, but have everlasting life, and that is going to heaven. There is no clearer picture that Jesus Christ loved us so much that he wants us to go to heaven. Even that desire would mean that he would suffer at the cross alone, separated even from God the Father. He took it in away. That is how much God loved us. He took that painful <laughs> journey so that you and I will be saved. It's about to pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful sound. Lord, we just can't imagine even those uh, painful moments. How you did all those to die? And you, you allowed yourself to be punished in such a manner. It's because you are looking at us to be saved. It is because of your love towards us that you allow yourself to, to go through with that um, dreadful ordeal. But Lord, I pray that what you have done at the cross will not be a waste to our people here in Mount Zion and the church. That all of us here in our church will remember and will always treasure Lord the gift of salvation that you have given to us. And that Lord, by your grace, we will just live a life that is acceptable unto you. Because we cannot repay what Jesus Christ has done at the, at the cross. There is nothing, Lord, that we can do to repay it. But Lord, by your grace, we will just live the rest of our life. Bless the people of God and thank you for this reminder from your word. Thank you for the Bible, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful love gift that you have given to us. And Lord, allow us to grow in our Christian life. Allow us to grow in our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's take a break.
Tayo.